Here we go. Brian has been working on slides for this since 1.41 a.m. this morning. And I, yeah, yeah. Crown that man. He ate. You about to see how much he ate. We, uh, we, I was writing this at 1.41 a.m. this morning, started thinking about it last night uh, during the last session, and I've been listening to a little Matt Chandler too, so I'm a little on edge, so I'm really excited. If you have a pen and a Bible, I would suggest getting that out, uh, and if it's in your stuff, you are out of luck, I guess, but I mean, you can go get it. It's fine. It's whatever, but I highly suggest. This will be fun. What's up, guys? Come on in. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. There's donuts in the back. Um, I want to talk to you guys about a few things this morning. So first of all, first of all, can we give it up for our college leaders one time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And college grads, they're awesome, they're awesome. Like you guys, let me just talk to the college leaders for a second so you guys can just check out. College leaders, you guys are incredible. I have no idea how you do what you do. I was never a Collide leader in college. And, and, but you guys, I'm like, you know, hey, Paul, do you want to volunteer for Collide again and hang out in the student building with the smell and just like sit in the smell of the student building for like three days? And Paul was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And Zane is working his like 58th Collide in a row, I think. And he's already, he's not here because he got up at 6 a.m. to go serve at another church this morning, which is unreal. Owen Vinson, who I don't think is here right now, rolled up in his mom's blue minivan yesterday, and not in like a weird way, but he came to just see what PVM was all about and help us out, and he just jumped in with these kids. Ben Ritchie, Cameron Bergen, are you guys in here? Can we give it up for them real quick? These guys, it was their first collide ever with us, and we gave them middle school boys, so just like right to the wolves, and they did a great job. Jacob Bruner, Jacob Bruner in the house, joining us. And he, so two fun stories about Jacob. One, best story ever this morning. Jacob was supposed to go out and meet Matthew and Landon and some of the boys, uh, the boys to go out and run. And so Jacob gets up at like 6.30-ish, 6.15, 6.20, okay, 6.20, goes outside to meet the boys, and the boys don't show up. And the campus is on lockdown, so Jacob is locked out from 6 in the morning till 8 a.m. and sleeps in his car this morning. So can we give it up for Jacob one time? One time. Now, what you may not know about Jacob is that he's here alongside the wonderful Brooke Dellis because in just a few months, what are you guys doing? They're getting married. Getting married. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Other th- You get it. Uh, go dogs. by the way. October 21st. Is that the day? October 21st. Getting married. You did, oh, you're the man. And, and Brian, so our ladies groups, we've got Abigail, uh, they, she didn't, no, Brian's awesome, Brian's awesome. So we have, I'll talk about Brian more in a little bit. Our ladies groups, we have Abigail and Madison, who worked through a three-hour power outage yesterday at their host home, so you guys just doing the Lord's, Maggie's pumped for that, so you guys, great job, guys. Haley and Trinity, getting in Trinity's mom's Chevy Armada with 11 middle school girls, the tank. I heard, Haley, I heard a story. Bella was telling me a story yesterday, and it clocked in at like 37 minutes before I blacked out because she was just, it just kept going. And so I didn't really know. But you guys are just unbelievable. And, of course, our high school girls' dream team uh, giving me up-to-the-minute quotes from our speaker uh, and staying up late talking with this ridiculous bunch right here of TikTok influencers. You guys are awesome. I am blown away by you guys. 
uh, absolutely blown away. So thank you, college leaders, and you guys, you students. I, yeah, wow, I, I remembered this weekend that you guys are teaching me and us just as much, if not more, than we're teaching you. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. So Collide is over, almost, so where do we go now? Where do we go from here? Um, I have some mixed feelings, hard right turn, sorry, whatever. I have some mixed feelings about our Collide speaker this year, and I want to show you both sides of those feelings this morning. And this is important because both sides are important. So listen, because this is important. I want you to, if you have, if you can write it down or if you have your phone, maybe you don't have to necessarily look these up because we're going to go quick, but I want you to hang with me. Jeremiah 23, 29 says this, the Lord says this, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. Look at it again. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks rock into pieces. The word of God is able to do the work of God. Look at, listen to or just write down or whatever, Isaiah 55, 10 through 11. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and the bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in everything for which I have sent it. And the last one, and then we'll talk. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God, do you see the theme? For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Leave that one up there, Braggart. We talked about this verse, Hebrews 4.12, in college ministry last year several times. Sharper than a, sharper than a what? Tell me, sharper than a? Than a two-edged sword. In the ancient world, this was the sharpest weapon you could use. It was the sharpest tool the world had to offer. But by saying that the Bible, God's word, is sharper than a two-edged sword, the author is saying that the Bible has the ability to cut and penetrate like nothing else in the world does. Do you follow that? The two-edged sword is the sharpest thing this world can offer, and the Bible can go deeper than it can. Not even the sharpest tool in the world can get to the core of us like the Bible can. Splitting soul and spirit. The Bible's not trying to get weird on you there. I don't, it's not trying to address the difference between a soul and a spirit. I don't think there really is one. Penetrating soul and spirit means God is able to use his word to penetrate areas of difficulty in our lives that nothing else can penetrate. The spirit of a person, you guys know this in 2023, the spirit of a person, the soul of a person 
is the most difficult thing to get into without question. And God's word cannot only get to it, it can split it. It has the power to get to our souls. The Bible has the power to get to our souls and change our souls like nothing else can. And I wish our speaker had used it more this weekend on that stage. I do. Well, Ryan, I, think, I still think there was life change this weekend. And so do I. Hold on. So do, relax. So do I. God can move through anyone at any time, including our Collide speaker. But I'll tell you this. If, imagine if someone was about to perform surgery on you, like as you and, and they have to put you under. They have to put you under to perform surgery on you. And as you're going under, like as you're falling asleep, you see the surgeon pull out like a rubber chicken and a hamburger and about to like go in. Now, now, can he still use a rubber chicken and a hamburger to perform that surgery? I, maybe, I get. I don't know, I'm not a doctor. Like, sure, maybe, but I'll tell you this, I'd feel a lot better about that surgery if he was using the right equipment. I'd feel way better about it. Can surgery still be successful? Sure. Can the Lord still move? Sure. But I'd feel way better about it if he was using the right equipment. Do you follow me? Does that make sense? Listen to my friend Christian Lawanda. Listen and think about youth ministry and college ministry and church ministry. Listen to me. It is so easy to say, especially under pressure, what this church needs is more entertainment. But brothers and sisters, the human soul is too heavy an object to be lifted into the presence of God by the twigs of entertainment. Listen to that again. It is so easy to say, especially under pressure, oh, the kids aren't showing up anymore. Oh, they're not here anymore. We're, we're starting to lose numbers. Clyde's not as big as it used to be. Beach camp's not as big as it used to be. Wednesday nights aren't as big as they What do we do, Ryan? What do we do? It is so easy to say under pressure, what this youth group needs is more entertainment. But look right at me. Your soul is too heavy an object to be lifted into the presence of God by the twigs of entertainment. Do you follow me? It's too heavy. It's too important. I don't wish the speaker had used his Bible more because that's what you're supposed to do to get your Awana medals. And, uh, like you're not doing it right. I wish the speaker had used the word of God more because the word of God is the only thing that will work on your soul. It's the only thing. How many of you are juniors or seniors in here? Raise your hand. How many of you are juniors and seniors? Look right at me and everyone else too. You gotta promise me, man. You gotta promise me that when you get to college, you won't just go to the church where all your friends go. Now, I'm not saying you can't, oh, I'm not supposed to be with my friends. I'm not saying you can't go. Thank you, Mary Grace, for appreciating that joke. But your friends cannot be the foundation of your church. Do you follow me? Your friends can't be the foundation of your church. You know why? You know why? Because your friends alone don't have the power to lift your soul into the presence of God. His word does. You can't just go, listen, listen to me, Bible Belt. You can't just go where the pastor is funny or where the music makes you ugly cry every time, right? 
I'm not against that. You need to get it out every now and again. I get that. But listen to me. Great music and a funny pastor can't split the rock of your dead heart. God's word can. Look at 1 John 4.1. 1 John 4.1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Don't believe every spirit. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Look right at me. When it comes to church, you have to think. You have to think. We can't shut our brains off when we come in here. If anything, shut your brain off at school. I know half of you do already, and that's fine. As long as it's on here, because you could get A's on everything and still go to hell. And I want you to get, Ryan said, if we get A's, we go to hell. That's not what I said. Don't go to the minivan and be like, Mom, you'll never, like, I'm, I'm done. No, you still have to do your thing. But listen, you've got to think, which is why, which is why we work on sermon series here till two in the morning and not on new games every week. Which is why we've played Gaga Ball every Wednesday for the last 43 years now. Thank you, Julian. That's, the th- that's what I get after. Okay, Gaga Ball. All right. And listen, 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 listen. There's new stuff coming. There's new stuff coming. Lord willing, in a couple weeks, this weird kid over here named Brian Scherner is going to become full-time on our staff. Full-time. He's coming soon with his amazing wife, Mama Haley Scherner, over here in the building, too. And listen, yeah, man. And listen, we've got new ideas, we've got new things coming, but Gaga Ball keeps you guys hooked, and I'm okay with that because now that gives us time to focus on things that can bring your soul into the throne room of God. Because, because, because your soul deserves it. Because you guys deserve it. Because we're paid to take care of you. That's what we're doing. This is why... Someone who doesn't preach the Bible isn't just, oh, that's wrong, isn't just wrong. Look right at me. They're cheating you. They're cheating you. They're taking away what you really need and what you really deserve, which is the Word of God. So that's one side. But there's something else too. College leaders in particular, and myself included, we need to remember the whole Word of God, not just the stuff that we like in it including stuff like this, Luke 18, 11. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed this, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men. It is so good, listen to me, my dad is a, is a basketball coach, and, and he says it's so good to coach kids for years because they start to get used to your system. Do you follow that? You don't have to know basketball. Just He coaches them in his system, and you guys are buying into this system that we are trying to build here, where we dig into the Bible. Now, we have fun, but we dig into the Bible together, and you guys are digging in to that system, and I'm so thankful of that. It is good to value Bible. I'm going to get back to this. It is good to value Bible teaching. I am so proud of guys like Landon England who came to me, woo, who came to me last night and said, I wish he had used his Bible more. I wish he had, this wasn't leaders, this was his kid. I wish he had used his, young man, not a kid, sorry. I wish he had used his Bible more. Landon, I told my wife that last night. I started crying on the phone because I was so thankful that you said that. 
I'm so thankful that so many youth pastors in our community said, man, he just, he just missed it. He just missed it. Not Landon, the speaker, but he just, he just didn't get it. He just missed it. I'm so thankful for that. Look at me. However, however, the second we say, we value Bible teaching, therefore we are better, we've got the Bible wrong. The second we say, we value Bible, to, oh, this isn't quite script, you know, the, like the, do you guys know like the Winnie the Pooh meme or whatever, where he's got like the monocle or whatever? I just gained some of you and I just lost some of you, and I'm at peace with that, right? But like, it's like, oh, it's not quite as doctrinal as I hoped it would be. Like, shut up for a minute, right? I'm sorry I said shut up, are we okay? Like, when we, listen to me, when we value Bible teaching and therefore think we're better We've got the Bible wrong. Do you follow me? Do you follow me? The Bible is the superior way to share the gospel, but it does not make us superior people. The Bible is the superior way to share the gospel, but it does not make us superior people. We do not strut ever at PVN. Do you follow me? We do not strut ever. C.S. Lewis says, Pride is the only sin that makes Jesus say, get away from me. Think about all the forgiveness that Jesus offers the grossest, messiest people. Pride is the only sin that makes Jesus say, get away from me. Look at John 21, 21 to 22. John 21, 21 to 22. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. One more time. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? That kid who went up on stage with a microphone. I don't know. What about him? That girl who walked up in the middle of service. I don't know. What about her? What about her? What business is that of yours? You follow me. Last weekend I was giving, or last weekend, yesterday, wow, yesterday I was giving Rylan Tanner a ride back last night, shout out to Rylan, my guy, I was giving, yeah Rylan, you, you sit in that car, you were awesome, I, I was giving Rylan Tanner a ride back last night from the last session, and I was so caught up in my disappointment, he, you must have been, Rylan, are you in here, where you at? You must have been like so weirded out because I didn't talk for like the first half of the ride, it was so creepy and weird, I didn't, it's totally my fault, I was so caught up in being so disappointed that I just totally zoned out. And I knew in that, now we talked at the end, we talked about basketball and it was awesome, but I knew in that moment, I was so concerned about the night that I forgot to follow Christ in that moment. What business is that of yours, what happened over there? You follow me, Ryan. And I missed that. Lord, I am so glad that I am biblical and I am not like other men. That's what the Pharisee says. That bitterness that creeps in when you watch an Instagram preacher, what I'm doing with my fingers here, when you watch an Instagram preacher just spew garbage, that bitterness that creeps into your soul, it's okay to be against it, you should be against it, but that bitterness that seeps in and stays there, it's poison, man, it's poison. And the light of God's truth can get that out, okay? The light of God's truth can get that out. You will never hear me apologize for being biblical. If you don't like it, there's like eight doors in this building. Bye-bye. Because we're going to be preaching the Bible all day long. Okay? 
all day long. However, however, we don't ever need to look down our Bibles at other people. Do you follow me? We don't ever need to look down our Bibles at other people. You guys know the, let me close here in just a second. You know the Narnia, you guys, are you guys familiar with the Narnia books? Raise your hand if you're familiar with the Narnia books. Okay, thank you. All right, Julian, all right. So there's, there's hope for us. There's, this is solid. Listen, if you haven't read those, you need to. You absolutely need to. The third one in chronological order, not in the order Lewis wrote them, but the third in chronological order is called The Horse and His Boy. It's weirdly boring in my opinion, like it's a weird left turn that he takes until the end, listen, until the end, because at the end of The Horse and His Boy, Aslan the Lion shows up, and Aslan represents Jesus in the story, right? Aslan represents Jesus, and the main character's name is Shasta, it's this, oh, such a cool name. The, name. the main character's name is Shasta. Everyone say it. Shasta. It's so cool. And he's got a friend, whose name is less cool, I think, named Aravis, who's a girl, okay, which is fine. She's a girl. Aravis, great. And at the end of the story, listen, at the end of the story, Shasta is asking Aslan about his friend Aravis. What happens to her? What happens to her? What about her? And Aslan who represents Jesus, says this. It's one of his, Lewis's best lines. The line says to Shasta, child, I am telling you your story, not hers. No one is told any story but their own. I'm telling you your story, not hers. No one is told any story but their own. Remember that. Hang on. Francis Chan is a pastor who is so good. You need to look him up on YouTube. He spoke at a revival a few years ago, like Collide. He spoke at a student event a few years ago, and he's Francis Chan. So like a billion people came forward. It was wild, right? I wasn't there, but you can imagine. It was crazy. Like a billion people came forward. Thank you, Maggie. And it was wild. And the next day, this is huge. The next day, Francis Chan's intern said, how many people do you think it was real? How many people who came forward do you think it was the real thing that meant it? And Francis Chan said this, we'll see in a year. We'll see in a year. Notice he did not say, well, they were really emotional, so it probably didn't count. Well, it was really doctrinal, so I bet it was for real. He says, emotion or no emotion, we'll see in a year. In one year, okay? That's what we need to watch out. I love, you guys remember the guy in the red jacket who kind of like Superman saved the night last night? His name's David Mormon. He's the youth pastor at Western, at the very end of the night. And I love that he read Acts chapter two, verse 42. Look at this, Acts two. Now listen, this is right, this is the verse after Pentecost. 3,000 people have come to the Lord. It's like a college kid's dream, like 3,000, like an explosion of people. And it's awesome. It's so cool, right? Emotions are high. Let's go. What do we do now? Just send, let's go. What do we do now? All right, here we go. So, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship and the breaking of bread and of prayers. We'll see in a year. Do you follow me? Well, what about the kid that spoke on stage last night? Well, maybe it was a little strange. Or, 
Maybe the Lord got a hold of that kid's life and you'll see him at the end of time for eternity. But the question is, are you going to be there? Because you can be. Look right at me for like two more seconds. You guys have done so well. I know it's like, okay, Ryan, we've already listened to like talking and you're still, okay, I get it. But listen, you can be if you will turn from your sin, which is called repentance, if you will turn from your sin and to Christ and begin to follow him imperfectly but consistently every day, sometimes with emotion. Have you met me? Emotion is cool. We're fine, right? I've cried like four, it's like three in the morning and I'm still <laughs> like whatever. Like that's cool. Emotion or no emotion. It doesn't matter. That's fine. But following Christ, devoting yourselves to the teaching and to prayer. Collide is great. Wednesday nights are way more important. You ready? Beach camp is amazing. Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings are way more important. I love seeing y'all at Collide, but some of y'all I ain't seen on a Wednesday night in a minute. Ruh row. You could tell your mama I said that. Like, it's the most important part, guys. Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. Be here. Are you, are you, and maybe you're doing your own, whatever. Are you devoting yourselves to the apostles' teaching and to prayer? Because we can help you do that. We can help you do that. No one is told any story but their own. Well, was it legit? Was it not legit? I, no one is told any story but their own. What business is that of yours, Jesus says. This morning, Christ tells you, you follow me. Let's pray.